here on Blackfoot Confederacy lands and uh, acknowledge the, the people of the region, our uh, Treaty 7, and thank them for, for joining us today and uh, Chief Charlie Weaselhead. Uh, and thank you to everybody else who's joined us this morning. It's uh, great to have uh, our minister guest here with this exciting announcement. Um, of course, my name is Nathan Newdorf, MLA for Lethbridge East, Minister of Infrastructure, Deputy Premier. Uh, really excited to have this announcement in, in my hometown for the, the number of people that it will impact so positively in a very, very special community. And I look forward to hearing the fullness of it from the Minister. So I would like to start uh, by inviting Minister Jeremy Nixon, Community Social Services and uh, whatever the other full title is. I'll let him explain that, but uh, I always appreciate when ministers come to Lethbridge. We have a huge and beautiful province. It takes a lot of time and energy to, to make the travel, particularly on a, a very wintry day as we're enjoying now, and uh, to make the effort to come to our community and share this great news. So without further ado, uh, Minister Jeremy Nixon. Thank you, uh, Deputy Premier, uh, for that great announcement. And Oki, welcome everyone. Uh, it's just always great to be in Lethbridge. Love that drive uh, from Calgary to Lethbridge, and uh, it was certainly beautiful this morning. Uh, you could see half the highway, which was good and helpful. So, um, the work uh, that you are doing here in Lethbridge and across this province is part of the. Oh, sorry, I jumped uh, jumped the gun on my notes here. I apologize. I wanted to thank Christopher Christopher's place. Uh, for hosting us here today. Uh, this is an amazing new facility. I think you can kind of get a, a glimpse of, of this beautiful place that we're here. Uh, and uh, thank you, Christopher House, for, for hosting here today. Uh, thank you also for the work that you're doing uh, across this province uh, as part of the, uh, sorry, I probably get this wrong, but the Rio Booth Christian Ministry. Uh, it's absolutely incredible uh, to see the work and hear the work that you're doing. So for those of you who may not know, I spent many years working uh, in the not-for-profit sector, and uh, the majority of my adult career has been spent working with vulnerable Albertans and people uh, at risk in our community, most recently uh, at the Boys and Girls Clubs working with at-risk youth. I spent 15 years working in homeless shelters as well as getting to know the individuals that we would serve. Uh, at the homeless shelter, our staff had an incredibly important role to play in helping people experiencing homelessness. We were responsible for keeping them warm, fed, and taking care of literally hundreds of individuals every night. I remember how hard it was working overnight and dealing with very complex challenges in the shelter, um, sometimes dangerous situations. Our homeless shelter workers put themselves uh, on the line on a daily basis and deal with crisis that most of us wouldn't or couldn't even imagine. Um, of course, it's not always negative. There's positive sides to the work that people who work in homeless shelters uh, do. And uh, there's good news stories. As they come along, people who have experienced crisis and trauma and other challenges that have led to their homelessness. Uh, but watching uh, those folks be able to overcome those amazing obstacles and overcome addiction and overcome trauma and overcome anything else that's happened to them and be able to reconnect back with family, reconnect back in community. Working in a homeless shelter is an incredibly uh, amazing opportunity, and I was so proud and happy to be able to have that opportunity to do that. I'm so thankful for all the individuals that continue to work uh, with people experiencing homelessness in our community. Our government today deeply values the hard work 
of those caring for individuals facing homelessness. Additionally, we recognize the critical importance of family violence prevention workers. I had the opportunity to visit an amazing organization in Calgary called Homefront and meet with Maggie, uh, who if you ever want to be inspired, spend a moment with Maggie uh, and the incredible work that she's done for a long time. It is amazing to see that the work that they are doing to support women that are fleeing domestic violence, you know, the courage that it takes for an individual to flee domestic violence uh, or somebody who has experienced domestic violence, uh, the courage it takes to be able to navigate uh, the, the justice system afterwards is great. And I, I think about one person that I worked with when I was working at the shelter. Uh, she had uh, a long story we won't get into today, but she had overcome some amazing obstacles, trauma, uh, addiction, uh, had been street entrenched for a long time, and was successful in overcoming that, moving out on her own. We were so excited for her. She was working on her school. She got her own place. She was doing well, and she'd moved out. It was about a year and a half later, I got a phone call from the hospital saying that she was in the hospital. And uh, so I got in my car, and I raced down to see her. And uh, she had been a victim of domestic violence. And uh, after all of her success in moving to the shelter on her own, she had ended up in a relationship with a gentleman that did not treat her right. And as a result, she ended up in the hospital. And she didn't have the tools uh, to be able to navigate the justice system and didn't have the tools to be able to navigate what was facing her. And so we were able to come alongside her and support her. And that, thankfully, that's what Maggie and her team at Homefront do every day, is when women find themselves in that situation, they're able to come alongside them and navigate what's in front of them. Nobody should ever need to go through that alone. And so again, thank you, Maggie, and your team for all of the amazing work that you guys do. Um, and of course, our disability workers, which make up nearly 20,000 Albertans. These beautiful people work um, alongside um, some absolutely amazing people, but this is also very complex and difficult work. It can be very challenging at times. And I'm just so thankful for disability workers and the work that they do across this province to make sure some of our most vulnerable have a quality of life that is good. And so thank you. And again, to uh, Dale Cena, who also joins us today, uh, who has been driving this province and speaking up for those who work within the disability sector to make sure that they're not forgotten. Thank you, Dale. Last year, he put together a petition, which of course caught my attention and it caught the newly elected premier's attention as well, thankfully. Disability workers provide critical support for those with disabilities and our province, we need them. And we're so thankful for them. This sector has been ignored for too long. This means that the disability workers have not seen a wage increase since 2014, which is way too long. I don't think that people who work with our most vulnerable should have to worry about how they're gonna put food on their own plate. As minimum wage uh, was increased, funding for disability sector remained flat. This unfortunately meant that many disability service providers were now competing for staff against places such as food restaurants, fast food restaurants. We know how difficult the work in the disability sector is and we want to ensure that their staff are paid well for the amazing work that they do and their dedication to the people that they serve. Today's announcement builds on the $26 million we announced before Christmas to increase funding for the homeless shelters, family violence prevention organizations, and disability service providers. That funding has been used to increase wages uh, in these three sectors, as well as operational funding for the disability sector. So today I'm happy to announce an additional $330 million through budget 2023 to increase funding to those sectors over the next three years.
This increase in funding is impacting wages for 22,000 Albertans and will uh, will allow them to continue to do the incredible work that they do without worrying as much about how they're going to feed their family and pay their own bills. We recognize how difficult it has been to attract and retain staff in these sectors, which has made it difficult to care for each Albertan in, in the way that is needed. With increased wages, we will. More people will be able to access these supports. As part of that funding, we are also providing an additional $25 million over three years to address increased operating and administrative costs for the disability sector. This increase equates to about 5% more for, uh, for more than 225 FSCD and PDD contracted service providers. Already, service providers have been receiving additional funding, and my ministry has continued to work hard to make sure that the, uh, we get the changes in the funding agreements to get this pay to these workers as soon as possible. While it's taken a bit of time, all increases are going to be retro uh, dated back to January 1st. So if you've been sitting there waiting patiently, know that when you do get these funds, it'll be paid right back to January 1st. Today's announcement is a reflection of our government's commitment to ensure these valuable services are, are available for Albertans as we move forward. I'm so glad to be able to partner with amazing individuals, not-for-profits across this province, to care for Alberta's vulnerable. I would uh, now like to introduce Charles Weaselhead, former chief of the Blood Tribe and current vice chair of the Blood Tribe Health Department, to speak in regards to these increases funds and how it's going to have an impact in our community. Thank you. Okay. I'd like to uh, acknowledge Minister Nixon, our local MLA, Nathan Newdorf, and of course our celebrities that are here with us uh, today. I'm very, very pleased to be here to hear the announcement of increased funding for our shelter operations. Uh, from Minister Nixon. You know, our frontline workers uh, go through uh, complex issues in dealing with our uh, homeless people. As you know, the Blood Tribe Department of Health uh, entered into a partnership arrangement with the province uh, of Alberta and with our Lethbridge uh, City Council. And I also want to acknowledge our mayor, uh, Blaine Higgins, who has done a tremendous uh, amount of work with the Blood Tribe Department of Health, pulling resources uh, together. We've been in operation for about three months now. And I tell you, it's uh, a bit of a roller coaster ride for me and for everybody else. But again, I want to uh, acknowledge the three partners that have uh, provided the opportunity for the Blood Tribe Department of Health to enter into this one-year agreement uh, to provide uh, shelter operations, you know. Our Indigenous and non-Indigenous staff at the uh, shelter go through a tremendous uh, amount of uh, 24-7 operation. It's not an easy task, day in and day out. I'm just simply amazed at the work that they do up, up to this point, you know. They go through a, a tremendous amount of stress. Uh, it, homelessness and poverty has no discrimination. 
you know, when we're working with the uh, over 200 uh, homeless people in the city of Lethbridge, there is a diverse issues that, that we are cha challenged with. So today's announcement uh, to provide additional support and salary increase for our shelter uh, operators, our frontline staff, comes in, in a time that is very much, much needed, you know. These uh, frontline workers are, are our unsung heroes, you know, day in and day out, you know. If, any, if most of you have the opportunity to go through the operations, you will understand the work that they are doing, you know. So again, I want to uh, acknowledge the government uh, for this model of care whose incentives are aligned with the needs of homeless people in addressing the manifold challenges. So we want to uh, thank again the government uh, providing the opportunity for us. You know, it takes not just one community, it takes several communities and all people helping and supporting us so that we can achieve a little bit of hope, a little bit of comfort for our homeless people at the shelter. So with that, thank you very much. So I, at this time, I'm going to turn it over to Maggie McKillop, Executive Director for Homefront. Maggie? Thank you very much to the Government of Alberta to, for inviting us here today. And thank you, Minister Nixon, mm -hmm. for your kind words. Homefront is a nonprofit organization based out of Calgary that supports families impacted by domestic violence through an integrated community and justice response. Homefront staff work tirelessly each day to provide the necessary support to their clients who are going through the most difficult time in their lives. Our staff provide wraparound services to our clients, which includes risk assessment, safety planning, resources, information, all while putting their clients' emotional well-being at the front. Coupled with this critical frontline work, Homefront gathers multi-system data to address the gaps in major systems and work towards systemic change. The work is critical. The work saves lives. And our communities are stronger because of the backbone of social service workers making a difference in the lives of Albertans. Through Budget 2023, we are so grateful to see the Government of Alberta acknowledging this critical work that our staff at Homefront do and the many workers, the frontline workers across the social service, disability and homeless sectors each day to provide support for their clients and their community. We know that these issues cannot be solved in isolation and through intentional collaboration and partnerships, we're able to create lasting and meaningful change. This proactive response to compensation for our workers will directly strengthen our frontline approach, help us retain talented and passionate workers and continue to create systemic change allowing us to move forward our vision of ending domestic violence. Thank you for your time here today. 
And now I have the privilege to introduce Dale Sina, founder, Alberta Disability Awareness in Action. Thank you. Good morning, everyone, and good morning, Lethbridge. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here today um, in front of um, the invitation from uh, Minister Nixon and Deputy Premier uh, Newdorf. So thank you, everyone, for having me today, and thank you, Maggie. Nearly one year ago now, Alberta Disability Awareness in Action was formed in response to a massive cost of living crisis encountered by disability workers in our province. Nearly after a high turnover rate and a decade without pay increase, we knew we had to do something, so a handful of us started a petition. After many, many months of meeting, coalition building efforts, media interviews, and tens of thousands of petition signatures later, here we are. Without a doubt, the government's budget announcement today is a step in the right direction to support disability workers in Alberta. Not only will 267 million over the next three years raise wages, the increase in funding will broaden access to services addressing rising administration costs and cut into the high turnover rate amongst workers in our field. Most importantly, every dollar that supports these services will directly benefit Alberta's disabled and vulnerable citizens. This announcement is thanks to so many people and a tremendous amount of hard work, but I'd like to thank a few here today in particular. To Jeremy Nixon, Minister of Seniors and Community Social Services, you have been an incredible partner throughout the last several months, not only to me and my team, but to the disability workers here in Alberta. I want to thank you on their behalf for your support today. To Premier Daniel Smith, I hope that you know that your leadership on this issue will help thousands of workers strengthen the disability worker sector and improve health care for thousands of Albertans. We are grateful. While this budget announcement will go a long way, I also want to emphasize that our work is yet not done. After experiencing a decade of lower than market wages, a lack of support and high turnover rates, the disability worker sector has understandably been weakened. Frontline workers as organizations have been disproportionately impacted and will need additional supports in the future. In the weeks and months to come, Alberta Disability Awareness in Action plans to continue to work with all leaders of the parties to further our critical work and we're not going anywhere. <laughs> in closing, I want to tell my fellow Albertans that today's announcement is a direct result of your tremendous support as a disability worker myself. I cannot emphasize to you just how much a difference from your efforts have made from your petition signatures to your phone calls to your letters and more. On behalf of our province's 20,000 plus disability workers, I want to say thank you again. And I would like to now introduce you to Cindy Steenbergen. Thank you. Good morning. I want to thank the Honourable Minister Nixon and his team for coming today and for choosing Christopher Place to make this much-awaited announcement. We are more than grateful that Minister Nixon and the Government of Alberta has heard the voices of the community disability workers and for those they support across the province. We are thankful that you have recognized the work that is being done in this sector as critical and essential. The past several years has been extremely challenging for all of us, but even more so for some of the individuals that we support. But through it all, 
the building blocks of this sector, our community disability workers, have been strong and steadfast in their commitment to individuals with disabilities and their families. They have proven themselves to be more than essential, and for this we truly thank them. This announcement today of increased funding to our sector comes at a very much needed time and to those who are much deserved. Minister Nixon, we thank you. We thank you for listening, for understanding the important work that is being done daily, and the need to recognize that those working in the community disability service sector need to be compensated fairly. You have given us hope, hope for the future, and most importantly, hope for those individuals that are receiving the support that they deserve to live their best lives. Minister Nixon, we thank you again, and we look forward to future conversations in the hopes of ensuring continued work for the fair compensation for all workers in the community disability service sector across the province. Thanks. Awesome. So that uh, concludes the formal uh, portion of today's announcement. We'll start uh, our Q&A now, uh, starting with questions in the room. Uh, we have the media mic uh, there in that, on that side. Uh, if you can please start with uh, your uh, outlet name and uh, we'll do uh, one question, one follow-up. Hi, uh, Bridge City News, Micah Quinn. Just have a question for Charles Weaselhead, just in regards to the Lethbridge Shelter. H comes with a deficit, so you need to speak louder. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, can you just talk a little bit more about how many staff members um, are within the Lethbridge Shelter now, um, how this new funding announcement is going to help out, um, and how many specific beds there are within the shelter, too? Thank you. Uh, We've got approximately 60 to 75 staff uh, at this point, both permanent and, and temporary. Uh, we have uh, 110 spaces, which is allocated uh, through the, the city of Lethbridge with the mayor here, and of course the uh, province. Uh, in this one year operation, we will continue to sort of assess the situation. You know, there are peak periods, of course, which we see right now winter time, I'm sure that there will be uh, uh, the population that come in uh, to access the shelter will in increase, you know. So definitely it's going to help. This announcement is a welcome reprieve, you know, both for the uh, shelter uh, operations itself and, of course, the salary increase with all of our em employees. Thank you. Go ahead. Hello, Tyler Hay with CJOC News. Um, whoever is best to answer this, but I would like somebody to speak a little bit more on how this will benefit individuals served by these workers at either the shelter or at places like where we are today. Excellent. Well, it's a great question. So making sure there's been challenges in these sectors when it comes to, to turnover and retaining employees. Uh, when you're working with vulnerable individuals, that consistency uh, of staffing is, is critical for their success and uh, that consistency for these organizations as well and making sure that they have qualified trained individuals that know the work, that know the people uh, makes a big difference. So this is going to go a long way I, I, I hope in regards to helping retain and maintain quality employees that can provide the care and support that these individuals so, so deserve. Uh, I'm wondering if we can get 
more specifics on what average wages were versus what they will be now after this announcement in these kinds of services? For sure. So the average wage for shelter workers in the province, I believe, is 1870. We can get you specifics if I get this wrong. Uh, and uh, within the disability sector, the average wage was 20, 20 something. Uh, and uh, this uh, bumps us up to making sure that the average wage is roughly $22 and, and, and change. Uh, so it helps address that. Was there another part of your question? No, that's perfect. Perfect. You answered it all. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Do we have any more in the room here? Okay, with that, we'll jump to uh, the phone lines. Operator, can you through our first caller? Catherine Gergowski, Alberta Today. Hi, thanks for taking my question. Uh, question is for Minister Nixon. I think you said um, something to the effect of thanks for, for holding tight. And I'm wondering, I'm hope, hoping to get a bit of a follow-up on December's announcement, actually. Has all the money from the December announcement been distributed, or are there still some workers waiting for their wage top-ups? I understand that there's a number of workers still waiting for their wage top up. We have signed all the agreements with the uh, service providers. So now it's uh, for the service providers to determine how they're going to distribute those funds amongst the employees. Uh, we have had the conversation and understanding that these funds will be uh, backdated to January 1st so that these uh, employees that deserve this wage, I wanted to make sure we got this up before Christmas so they knew it was coming. Uh, and uh, that uh, they will get back paid from to January 1st. Did you have a follow-up, Catherine? I, I do. Um, I'm wondering um, if you've had any conversations with the Affordability and Utilities Minister for an update on those who receive CPP disability benefits. Uh, where are we at with affordability payments for those recipients? I don't, I don't have an update at this time. Awesome. Operator, can you put through our uh, next caller? Sandra Stanway, Brooks Bulletin. Good morning. Uh, Minister, I am just wondering if you could tell me if this will be one lump sum for shelters or if the province will be kind of dictating how the funds are to be spent. Uh, so, yeah, this is a 10% increase to their contracts, and now it will be up for the service providers to uh, figure out how to distribute that. We've never kind of come in and micromanage that, but we have asked that this be used for wage top-ups. And do you have a follow-up, Sandra? I do, thank you. Um, so how are things like the cost of food, power, et cetera, are going to be covered in this with this increase? Because everything is just so expensive, and I know with the shelters, food is it's very expensive to feed so many mouths who are staying in uh, domestic violence shelters, for example. It's a great question. So yeah, the 10% the increase is, uh, covers everything that the contract would have covered. So uh, for shelters, 10% uh, increases for wages, as well as for, sorry, I appreciate you clarifying the question. 10% it covers everything. So that'll, that'll include uh, operating and administrative costs as well. Thank and you. And operator, can you put through our next caller? There are no other questions on the phone at this time. Awesome. Thank you everyone for joining. That concludes today's announcement.